All right, all right, all right. Mike check. Mike, M I C, check mark. I'm not why I'm doing that because we don't have headphones on, so I can't really tell if the voice is dope or not. And we're not gonna stop this and see. No, we're not. All right, so welcome to Queen City Polly. This is episode two. You're rocking with Brian B and Coach K, and uh, we're just now getting our coffee, so. Um, if we sound a little bit off, oh, she, she and Kay just wasted coffee everywhere. So normal morning for us. <clears throat> all right. So episode two, first of all, I hope everyone's doing well. Um, not sure when you're listening to this, but we're about to get into the holiday season here in December. Um, it's the good, uh, holiday, happy holidays, right? It is. Celebrate all of them. Busy December. Busy December. Always. Hope you're out there buying a shit ton of gifts for people no, that they will away. probably throw away by March. So welcome. Yeah. Cancel Christmas. Yeah, don't. Yeah, I wouldn't do it, but I just give people gift cards these days nah. and let them figure it out. You don't do that. Nope. What do you give them? Um, you give something. Bake some stuff, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Food. Food's always good. Food's a good key to the heart. All right. We actually have stuff planned for y'all today. We have a episode outline here. Um, so we started off basically. So, as you know, like we're called Queen City Poly because we're based in Charlotte. And part of that is because we um, attend sometimes these meetings on Meetup um, called the Charlotte Poly Network. Correct? Correct. Yeah. Um, Short for CPN. um, Shorten it to CPN. But basically, um, it's basically a meetup. um, And you can find it on meetup.com. And we went there. They had a meetup last week. Yeah. They had a meetup last week. It was kind of like just like a gathering, right? Yeah, a little holiday party kind of feel to it. Yeah, it was kind of like a meet and greet at um, one of the members' uh, houses in Charlotte. And we just kind of meet up there. Um, Usually it's just really like a mix and mingle. And you just talk to other polyamorous people or people that are interested. People who have families um, in poly. Um, They're trying to keep it pretty... um, Just kind of leisurely, like just, just like you would as a normal holiday get together except for you're around your species of polyamorous people so you don't have to worry about not talking about shit because we all are cool with it so you know pause why do you say species oh species because like if if it's someone that's not polyamorous then they get weirded out when you start talking about that stuff and they start judging you then you don't feel safe and you don't feel comfortable you know but that implies that it's not something that we can change. You and mean you, with are, other people? No, like species, you're born that way, and then you never are anything else. Like, oh, are you, are I didn't you, think about that. Are you are you saying that you believe that this is a orientation? I was born this way. Um, no, I don't know. I don't think anyone around your people. Yeah, be around your yeah. Be around, be around your own kind. <laughs> That's right. Here in the South. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Say that a little bit more country. Was it? 
Just a little bit more. It's hard for me to tap into my countryness because I'm. I feel like it's an academic podcast. So I'm using it's my academic voice. Academic it's not. So I can I can be really country. You can be really country. I don't know. I can't just do it on a dime. Uh, I gotta go back to Fluvanna County. Mm-hmm. You know. Gotta get mom on the phone. Yeah, get my mom then on it the comes phone. Right out. Yeah. All right. So, but basically, it's nice being around people that you don't have to sugarcoat stuff to that um, you can just talk to, and you don't have to answer all the questions about like is Polly the problem kind of thing. Like, if you talk to friends, even if you talk to monogamous friends that are really chill about it, if you just talk about normal stuff, you see their eyes kind of get big, and they kind of just like, wait, what? What? Yeah. And it's like you got to keep explaining yourself every for, to every person every time. And even if you're talking about, like, a problem you're going through, you kind of got to say, but Polly's not the problem. Yeah. Because if you if you have, like, two partners and you're breaking up with one or like multiple partners and you're breaking up with one and you're having a hard time with it people that only have one partner are used to that they were like well why are you crying or why are you upset you already have other partners they don't get that it's a relationship mm-hmm. and that any type of breakup with the relationship can be difficult depending on you know no matter how many other people in right, their life you exactly. care about are around no one says that shit if like a kid dies and you have like multiple kids <laughs> you think they're like was it the duggers right. like if they lose a kid like they're just like oh well you got like 19 more like it's fine it's like no i'm sure some people do say that kind of that's stuff. like really that's messed up yeah like that is really messed up i think it's hilarious i mean how that's a great argument i like that argument when people ask like about people loving more than one person too like you have more than one kid you you seem to love them and have no problem with it yeah i mean most people have more than one friend yeah you know i think what happens is like people just get into this like competition of like the best like i'm their best friend yeah or something like that maybe it's like all this hierarchy and so if you got multiples it's like oh well you know It's difficult for me because... Well, I shouldn't say it's difficult for me because it's not that difficult. But whenever I talk about having multiple partners, they see it as, like, I'm, like, this pimp that's, Mm. like... Like, I'm just running game and just got, like, ladies falling all over me. And it's like, no, it's nothing like that. Like, it's... It's way more... It's not complicated, but it's, like, you can't just treat people like they're like throw away yeah you could you could but like to me if you're trying to be ethical or just trying to be a person in the world that's treats people with respect and that's how to me you get better relationships overall right because even if you break up you know it's on a good term it's not like oh Brian only he treats me this way, treats me that way and doesn't care about my livelihood, you know right. what I mean? Like, well, I mean, if you're if you're going to treat people poorly, then you might as well be you might as well tell them you're like lie to everyone and tell them you're you're exclusive. Like the honesty, it's not just the honesty that's making it 
you know, ethical, right? Yeah. Like, if you just tell them, yeah, I'm being a jerk and whatever, running around with all of you and I'm going to treat all of you terribly, then no, you're not going to find any partners. Right. So, like, it's a combination of honesty plus, you know, treating partners like the people that they are with, you know, respect and... Yeah. Love, yeah. right? The, the Amory part. Right, yeah. There's a lot of people that have issues with that, though. Just, just the whole, like... Because you have to be honest with yourself. And if you... And if you are honest with yourself, then you know that you have limits mm. into what you can provide for a person. Mm-hmm. Good boundaries. Yeah. So you have to know yourself really and know, like, I can't give this person everything, but I can give them this. Yeah. And if they want to stay around for that, then that's great. But if not, then, you know, they should seek other partners for that or, you know. And I think people respect that. Um I mean, at least that's what I've noticed on the breakups that I've had or um, when things do fall apart. There's like this time and space where you have the opportunity to kind of right your wrong or kind of like come to a conclusion that like, listen, like this is what I was thinking and like it didn't work out. I thought it was going to be a certain thing, but it's not. And I'm sorry if I led you on and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. That's like a good recovery because at the end of the day, like that person can go and say like, hey, like me and this person didn't work out. But, you know, he recovered. I think he's a good guy. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, what I mean, like, it's not like you're just going through life, like breaking hearts and just like shitting on people. You know, what I mean, like, yeah. And because we're in a smaller community, it's there's this thing where you need to break up with people in such a way where you're 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 probably going to see them again because it's a small community and right. we don't have those same, you know, kind of stereotypical monogamous rules like you you know your right. friends can't date any of your partners or any of your exes like yeah. we don't have time for that in such right. a small community no. so you really need to communicate when you're together as you're if you decide to end things after you end things you might still need to talk to them yeah poly's really not for people who don't like to communicate yeah if you're like if you like just settling into a relationship and not doing a lot of talking about it probably not for you but i mean people do that in monogamy also yeah but isn't it easier to do with one person i guess if you're following the script like, if you're following the script of, like, this is my role, this is your role, and it's just us, yeah. it's easier, I mean, it still might produce some bad results, don't get me wrong, but it's theoretically possible to stay good for longer. If you're just monogamous, because there's less factors. You can, you can fake it for a while. But if you're, if you're not faking, like, if, if you guys just, like, follow these certain kind of, like, roles that you've laid out like of this is my ideal this is your ideal they're very compatible yeah if you like if you know a very monogamous couple that's like very compatible they might not have to do a lot of talking but with poly like everything's always changing there's people are different needs are changing people are changing yeah you have to be in a constant state of conversation and that's something i'm learning in my own personal experiences because you'll agree on something early on and then 
of course, like relationship changes as life goes on and you forget to have those conversations about now these are the expectations or mm-hmm. instead of just going into them and then, you know, the parties involved like, when did this happen? Like, when did this start becoming a thing? And so, yeah, it's like a constant conversation. Right. And I think it's hard because most people communication isn't always like verbal. True. Very true. And you don't have that relationship escalator to fall back on. Right. You want to talk about that a little bit? Oh, the relationship escalator? Yeah. All right. So for those of you who are not uh, on the uh, up and up on the relationship uh, talk, so the relationship escalator is basically like your usual basic relationship. You meet someone, you start off just going on dates and then, you know, as you grow and you like each other and then you fall in love and all of a sudden that you're starting to come over their house a lot more, then you decide, oh, we should move in together. So you move in together, you're in love, you start looking at each other's finance, start planning for the future. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh, we should like tie the knot and uh, get married and buy a we house. buy a house. Merge merge our finances. Have a baby. And then at some point, you die. Right? right. Yeah. <laughs> that's the relationship escalator. And then you find someone else that you do the whole shit again. And in along this escalator, you know, you either need to break up and go back to ground level, not even friends. Right, yeah, yeah. Or maybe platonic yeah. friends at best case scenario. Yeah. You can't stop at any point on that escalator maybe me maybe maybe you can decide not to have kids but that's a big decision and you both have to agree on it or but like you don't see any cultural examples of people that just never i mean very very few maybe people that just never move in together never you know these relationships people call them not serious or what are you doing those kinds of things and we're in our late 20s so this is the time where most of our generation is looking for rings and people that settle i hate that word settle down uh but yes settle down with start uh carving out a place in the world and setting up shop um because through your early 20s you're either like working on your career going to college or just you know fucking around and a lot of casual relationships and now all of a sudden you know you've You've been in relationships before, and now you're like, all right, it's time to settle down. Yeah, you've, trying to you've fertile, blinked, and yeah. now you're 29 years old. Yep. You've read the statistics on women having babies after 35, so now, you know. Is that something men do? Men don't do that. No, I don't oh, think okay. so. I, I don't know what men do. I think from the men that I've been around, it's almost like they end up settling down just because like they accidentally got someone pregnant and so it's like all right well looks like i'm a family man now <laughs> and yeah. then they start like moving in and <laughs> yeah it's because it's easier it's it's right. really sad well and there's people there's other people like uh like your former self that really want yeah the whole thing yeah because there are and there are those other dudes that are really pining after it they like want to lock it down just for status or yeah no i really like nesting um which i try so i was trying so hard to not be a nester 
I was trying to be like a solo poly. I was trying to be like Nola Darling, you know, off of that. Uh, she's got to have it. She's got to have it. I thought I was just going to be able to maneuver through the world like that. It just doesn't, it doesn't work for me. Yep. Yeah. You thought your Venus was in Gemini, but it's actually in Cancer. Yes. Yep. Whatever that means, yes. Yep. That's what I am. Yeah. So I've come to terms with that. I've embraced it, you know. I'm not ashamed. Mm-hmm. I am a nester. You are. I like having families. Well, not families. Cause I don't want, like, multiple families, but, you know. <laughs> I like I like the thought of nesting and having a family. Yeah. But, yeah. There's nothing to be ashamed about. Yeah, so we went to that CPN event, and it was really cool, again, to, like, be around people who you don't, you, you kind of have a, um, a shorthand with, right? Like, yeah. you don't have to have the little side conversations explaining everything you're saying, and you get to be around people who have been doing this non-monogamous thing for decades, and then, obviously, some younger people, but, uh, were there, and there was that really young little triad that yeah, came. Yeah, they were and, cute. Yeah, they were adorable. I didn't get to talk to them, but um, we had, you know, some good times talking to people and just hearing people's experiences, and it's just a nice wealth of knowledge um, that you can't really get when you're poly unless you actively seek a meetup like this, and that's why we really appreciate uh, CPN, Charlotte Poly Network, and uh, urge y'all, if you're in the Queen City area, to go on Meetup and um, seek them out. Yeah. Um, definitely, if you're, if, you're, if you're wanting more of an in-person um, style of, of gaining information and talking to people, I would also suggest um, joining some Facebook groups. Um, if you don't feel comfortable joining the group with your real Facebook account, uh, creating like a burner account is what I call um, like a fake account, um, and just like joining a group and just, um, honestly just listening in or just watching, um, and reading posts by people. Um, there's multiple different polyamory, um, Facebook groups. Um, my favorite, um, is black and poly. Um, that's the one that I look at the most now. Um, I jumped out of a few of them because they just seemed like they were, the discussions weren't that great, yeah. in my opinion. Black and Polly is where it's at. Yeah, it's um. The discussions are thoughtful. Right. Um, they're they're not usually about race, but just very thoughtful discussions. Very respectful people. Um, yeah. A lot of people of color voices, obviously. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you're a white person in the group, you might have to take more of a backseat and observe the conversations other than, you know, chiming in every two seconds. Um, but that's, that's a healthy lesson and it's really okay. You'll survive. And, uh, the conversations are better without you. I've learned (laughs) 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 at least the evidence in black and poly prove it. I don't know the free for all on the internet. Of yeah, the other ones, the other ones like man, that. like it's just like they'll they'll literally have like a full thread discussion about like the picture in the article or something like that, or like it's like a they debate very like they don't like jokes, minimal things. Yeah, they don't like jokes. They don't like happy stories. They don't like yeah. 
it's a lot of people just coming with their problems. Miserable people. <laughs> it's like it's just like it's hard to read sometimes in the in that other group, man. I had to leave it. It was just depressing. I was like, geez. Just things that take you fifteen minutes to read and it's just a horror yeah. story venting. Yeah, all it, so all it all it tells me is that I'm going in the right direction with my counseling sure. career and I should definitely look into tapping into this um group because I think there are like a lot of issues that go along with being in a polyamorous um relationship style and there's not a lot of therapists out there that understand Mm. it and because I and don't pathologize it right because I think a lot of those people um in those groups that are venting about their relationship problems it's not like the problems themselves are the problems aren't because of the poly they're having normal um relationship problems that you know you have experience dealing with in with any relationship structure right um similar you know examples of abuse and boundary setting and all sorts of things that are happening just with that slight complication of poly like it's mm. the therapy's the same yeah it's just a little bit of a bigger web right yeah yeah and if you're dealing with a therapist that feels like monogamy is normal then it's going to be a hard it could be pretty difficult to get the type of therapeutic um care that you're looking for because if monogamy is considered the norm then your relationship style deviates from that and then you know that creates like a a whole host of issues but yeah definitely look at facebook groups um facebook's cool but uh, so and then both of those spaces are places where you really um are seeking platonic community right like you're you're not trying to find dates. These are avenues where you're just trying to find other poly folk to talk to. Why, like, when we tell people who aren't poly that we're going to a poly meetup, what do they think we're going to? They think we're going to, like, this big orgy and everyone's, like, just, you know, yeah. people got whips and chains Always. and all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, they think Yeah, they think we're, like, um, some some crazy brothel-type situation i don't know but like um that woman whose name escapes me on polyamory weekly minx minx yeah yeah. um like minx always says it's not all about the sex that is true it's not it's not all about the sex um i actually enjoy the conversations where we talk about like the the issues in relationships in Mm -hmm. general like the communication part or like how do you feel like a whole person while you are in a relationship with someone? Like, I like those discussions. Don't get me wrong. I like the kink discussions also, but. That's separate from politics. Yeah. Altogether. For some reason like that separates. But um, just to plug that in, though, if you are also looking to meet more polyamorous people, you can usually get through there through the swinger communities and also kink communities. They s- somehow tie together. Also, apparently, nudist community. Yeah, but don't make assumptions. Right, yeah. Because in yeah, all yeah, of these yeah. communities, there are plenty of monogamous folk. Exactly, yeah. Um, I've, I haven't, I've only experienced those communities via polyamorous communities, so yes, yeah. um, I'm not up on my knowledge on that. But they do say, I mean, you know, when yeah, you go to a kink event, don't assume everyone's poly. They are definitely mm-hmm. not. Yeah. Um, 
but you know you might be able to find one or two or whatever you'll yeah. and just be open and and talk about it so the platonic community seeking you know like it's not always about finding a date um sometimes you really want to seek people um to talk to about these things that that are hard to talk to with with people that aren't doing it um and talking about dating sites yeah alongside that like yeah yeah, when we actively seek people poly people as just friends or platonically when we go to events like cpn events or when we're on facebook we're just like interacting with poly people not trying to get anyone's numbers or anything yeah yeah um and then the other side of it that we do mostly on the internet but sometimes in the real world is look for dates yeah um so one of the questions is like how do you go about seeking partners um everyone has their own styles or as far as like what they feel comfortable with um when i look on black and poly um facebook group i see a lot of people um do not disclose that they are polyamorous in some of their like online profiles and things like that and they wait until they feel comfortable to tell the person um we're more upfront about our stuff because one we're in a relationship so um we don't want to give people the wrong idea of thinking like you know we're trying to get on a relation relationship escalator with them mm-hmm. knowing that that's not necessarily what we're looking for when we're looking for partners mm-hmm. i mean um, i hope that when people are not disclosing on their profile they mean it's just not on their profile and then they're saying it like yeah in the first conversation before they meet yeah i would hope so um i think a lot of people still aren't confident in their polyamory also i get that but i mean in terms of i can understand not putting on your profile especially as a woman so that you don't get those nasty comments that are commenting on the fact that you're not monogamous before they even talk to you um that makes sense to me yeah um but i prefer to put it on there one because we live together and we um are in a relationship but two because um as much as i might get some negative comments I also probably get people that don't message me because they're not into non-monogamy. Yeah. And if you're a woman and you can get less messages from people who aren't interested, that is amazing. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I strongly pressure anybody, regardless of your level of com- comfort around non-monogamy, and especially if you have any other partners, mm-hmm. to disclose that kind of information at least before you meet. And the common advice when you're dating online is, you know, talk a little bit, but meet fairly quickly. Talk about... Like, to, like you can oh, yeah, banter yeah, yeah. or whatever on OkCupid message boards and whatever, but don't spend too much time on the internet talking. Even if you're an introvert like me and really like that, Yeah. plan a date to meet. Because as much as you guys could be wonderful texting back and forth, there's a lot you don't get from... Um. Um, digital communication and if you meet face to face you might discover that you're just not into them for whatever reason mm-hmm. their interpersonal skills I don't know that just doesn't click you don't vibe well they don't look like their picture I don't know whatever it is go yeah. have some coffee yeah my go to with dates and this is also um, for any of you out there monogamous or polyamorous what I like to do is I like to schedule a coffee date 
Now, for all of my uh, macho men out there that like to pay for everything, this is great because you get to pay for coffee, not a whole meal. Maybe and some breakfast if maybe, you're feeling generous. Yeah, yeah. Depending on, you know, like feel it out. Like a small coffee shop breakfast. Yeah, small coffee shop breakfast, right? You're not dropping a lot, right? Get her a croissant. You know, a little biscuit, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, you know, you're doing that. And then if it doesn't go well, then guess what? You got the rest of the day. Like, you didn't just waste a whole night on hookah yeah. lounge or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, you got the whole day. You can probably schedule another date later if you need to. Like You can schedule back-to-back coffee dates. Look at that. You know? If you're feeling so inclined. You could also... I like the fact that there's not this, like, high pressure to dress super fancy. Yes. I like that. I like... I'm all, I'm most comfortable in like t-shirt and jeans and i feel like coffee is a good t-shirt jeans you're dressed appropriately yeah i'm good if you you wear a nice button down to coffee i don't know man you're trying too hard you're trying way too hard are you trying too hard are you really interested in that person though you want to make a good first impression (sighs) i mean you're getting points taken off in my book but um you can you can recover yeah it but, depends. you know, dating's all about confidence, and button down to a coffee date doesn't scream confidence for me. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a hard line. You gotta, yeah, you gotta know your comfort level. I feel really comfortable in a t-shirt. I've heard people say I look sexy in t-shirts, mm-hmm. so I like to just keep it. You look I might get like less than t-shirts. Hey. <laughs> 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 but no. A good V-neck can go a long ways. That's all I'm saying. That's true. If you got the right build and cut, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I mean, I love being in the South because coffee dates can mean all sorts of um, things to wear. But, I mean, even in the winter, you know, it can look really cute. Yeah. Um, I'm not one to really care too much about clothes, but um, I know on our first date, I, w- I put on a, a long sundress but it had pockets and I felt super comfortable this is in true it. this is true and I just felt it felt it felt um dressy but not very dressy and it felt casual enough where you know I wasn't stiff it wasn't yeah I wasn't in heels you know and I mean right. if that's your thing go for it but yeah it's nice to feel comfortable when you're meeting someone new cause uh you know, one of us isn't an extrovert, and first dates can be kind of nerve-wracking and this, awkward. This is true. Um, back to the online persona. So what we're what we're saying is, um, if you're looking for partners, okay, Cupid is a great mm-hmm. one for polyamorous people um, and monogamous people. Yeah, it's a good go-to. Honestly. There's the questions on there that actually pretty specific as far as like. Um, about open relationships and if um, your current partner was to have an ex come into town how would you feel or something like that there's certain questions that look like they lean towards more polyamory so when you're answering those questions put those as like high importance and that'll um, screen some of the people that come across your profile and so you'll have like a higher match Um, me and coach, coach coach K and I our match was like 93, 94%. Um, just because I think both of us had different...
did that on our profiles to make that like a high priority yeah, question. Yeah, that, that definitely helped. Um, so if someone said that they weren't in interested in open relationships, then it would, of course, drop their percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear Bumble's pretty good for the women because the extroverted the, women. The extroverted women. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But you kind of get to choose though, right? It's, so don't you have more power? You match like you match on Tinder, from what I understand, because yeah. um, I wasn't on it for very long. You match like you match on Tinder. You swipe and whatnot. And then yeah. if you match, the woman has like 24 or 48 hours to send the first message. Yeah. But the man can't send the first message. Right. And then after the time period, the match disappears and you can't find that person again or message that person again or see that person again, I think. Um, So it's like pressure on the woman to make the first move and it eliminates um, that barrage of messages in your inbox as a woman from like dude saying hi that you're not interested in, Um, which is really nice, but I hate making the first move and I also don't like things with time limits stress me out, so it's really (laughs) um, not my cup of tea. However... I'm pretty sure Bumble is the one where you can search for friends. Yeah, you can search and for friends. And I might do that for some girlfriends. Yeah. Um, there's also one out there. I think it's called Open Minded. Um, I think it's starting to do better. When I first got on it, it was like nobody on it. And you want to go where the people are. Yeah. So I would say... I don't know. A lot of those come and go. And yeah. then they disappear completely. Yeah. And then they stop being funded. Yeah. If you're going to be online, just be on OkCupid. Yeah, just I would say OkCupid's the, your best resource there. Um, other than that, like, just being out in the community, like, go ahead and just do the stuff that you usually do. Like, go to kickball meetups or, you know, chess club meetups or whatever. Um, I hear that the nerd community, geek, am I saying that right? Geek, nerd, fantasy. Well, we're not a part of that community we, we but we hear that that's a friend on that one yeah that's like a big community for polyamorous people so hang out at like comic book stores or something like that yes you know um if that's your thing um but yeah just be in in casual conversations and just bring up relationships in general and then especially when you're not around just fill people out as far as like oh well, what do you think about like people that get in open relationships and True. and just see what they say about it and um and just kind of fill them out um, a lot of our friends, I mean, we're, I'm out to basically everyone. Um, Coach K is not, um, hence the pseudo name Coach K, but, uh, yeah. you know, it's rough out here. It is rough because you're also a woman also in this patriarchal society. And so, yeah, although my lovely out partner over here yeah. is making it very difficult <laughs> yeah. to be out yeah, or to I- be in. I post closeted. Yeah, I post stuff on Facebook and I forget like I'm friends with her dad and (laughs) And Instagram's open, so you know, when you meet my coworkers at different things, then your face starts popping up on those algorithms and I don't know. Yeah. Blog. Uh yeah, so I've just kinda I mean, there are still certain people that I definitely do not talk about those things with. Right. Um, and that there are things that I don't say and do. However, when it comes to someone finding something that you wrote, I've kind of just uh, let it go and yeah. we'll figure it out. Um, yeah. But, you know, I'm not worried about about it too much, so yeah. I can take that kind of 
easygoing stance on it. Um, Yeah. And I guess my reasoning for being more out is because I'm just trying to make polyamory more normal. Like, I just want it to be on the same level as monogamy as far as like when people talk about um, relationships and you shouldn't be at work ashamed of your polycule. Like, if if Sandy has a picture of her and her husband and her kids, like, you should be able to have a picture of your triad and y'all's kids in your office also and people talk and ask you questions about it just like anyone else yeah, so you know i just want a less conservative work environment for that yeah you know i strive to be as out as you maybe someday i will be yeah um maybe someday soon i will be yeah but, uh, especially when this podcast blows up you know you what i'm saying definitely <laughs> i'm excited to be that out i want you know i think that there's a lot of power in speaking your truth and what I've learned from having poly discussions with all kinds of non-poly folk um, in the past couple of years is that people are interested in relationship dynamics that aren't the status quo and monogamy is not working for people yeah. as much as they say it is and even the people who still choose monogamy and want sexual ex- exclusivity in their relationships, they want more conversation about what the boundaries are and better communication and they want to be able to be open about their desire to date other people or their desire or finding other people attractive whether or not they actually act on that they want to be um more transparent about that and have a stronger connection with their loved ones um i don't know i find it so interesting that in our culture men are closer to their like best friend best guy friends than they are to their wives sometimes because with their guy friends they can talk about other women and and like even if this guy wants to be monogamous and believes in monogamy he literally doesn't tell his wife all of these feelings he has about his hopes and dreams and desires and all these things because of monogamy i don't know it just seems really silly that like your wife's supposed to be like this intimate relationship where you talk about everything or or at least like know each other so better than anybody right yeah this is true sorry i'm I'm trying to like wrap it up a little bit we're at we're hitting the where are the we mark at? We're, we're, we're close to the end we're at like i think we we're hitting up on 40 minutes Ooh. yeah all right so last but not least uh know what you're looking for so that's taking a good hard look at yourself, uh, knowing what you have time for, mm-hmm. what's important to you, and then just kind of putting the energy out there as far as like being open and receptive to um, the different type of relationships you're trying to bond with. Um, if you are mostly, if you're looking for sexual relationships or casualness or um, friends with bennies, you know what I mean? Be open about that um, and just put that intention out there so that you're not creating like this level of a fog between you and the other partners. Um, if you are looking for escalator type stuff, throw that out there that that's something long term that you are possibly up for. Um, that might not be the next partner that you have, but, you know, just being open and honest about what you're looking for. Um, yeah. It's great. Yeah, scare, even, scare yeah. away what you don't want. Yeah. 
It's really it, okay. You'll yeah. survive. And even if you don't know what you're looking for, say that. Be honest about mm. your not knowing what you're looking for. Um, it's just it's just a lot easier on yourself because you don't have to backpedal and go back and backtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, have faith that the there are people in the universe that want what you want, and stop trying so hard to lie and convince the people that don't want what you want yeah. Yeah. to do what you want. Like, yeah. when you're looking for casual, and be open about it. Be yeah. really upfront about it, and you will find people that are like, oh, me too. Mm-hmm. Don't don't sit there with the person that's like, oh, I'm not, I don't want that at all. I want serious. And just chase that person for six months. That's not fair to you. That's not fair to them. And it's going to blow up. It's going to mm-hmm. blow up terribly. You know, you're not, you're going to leave people worse off than when you found them. If you finally do get into anything yeah. with them, it's just, it's just bad. And then they're, and then they're going to say polyamory sucks and and you're going to mess them up for us. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, yeah. Then we can't be with them. So. You know? <laughs> Priorities. But, yeah, we're doing this for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, so that, uh, so yeah, so that's all we have for today for episode two. Um, quick plugs. I don't know if you want to, let's go ahead and plug. So, yeah, my Twitter handle is running Buddhist on Twitter. Um, uh, the Twitter handle for, for Queen City Polly is, is at Queen City at Polly. Queen City Queen City Polly. Um, if you want to email us with questions, comments, things you want us to talk about, um, our email is queencitypolly at gmail dot com. And I think that's it for the. Yeah, you can also message us on um, Twitter also because we'll we'll get those and read those. Mm-hmm. Um, everything we, we're gonna start posting everything on soundcloud so um that's where you'll find everything at queen city poly podcast on soundcloud so um so yeah so that's it for right now um any last words my dear have a lovely day have a lovely day and if we don't post well we'll post before christmas so um yeah just uh keep the holiday spirit going um you're almost there for y'all to have the break if you work retail i am so sorry for your life right now um it's rough out it's there. rough out there for you but yep and we look forward to recording another episode soon um we're hoping before christmas to have an episode with drew yeah we're gonna have an episode with uh kaylee's um ex escalator partner yeah <laughs> And I don't think he even knows about it yet, but we're gonna tell. Yeah. We're gonna ask him we're just gonna about. Uh, we're just gonna start talking and just record. Right? <laughs> we're gonna start asking him about our open relationship, and if you are curious about more of my complicated origin story and about how I've never made a purely monogamous commitment in a relationship, tune in for that episode. Yeah. So, like you said, we have fun stuff. We have deep convos up ahead. Um, feel free to also message us with any um, things that you think would might make it better. And once we get something up for you to like a PayPal, y'all can donate so that we can make things better and not just record off of my iPhone 7. So with that being said, everyone enjoy your life and we'll holla at you next time. Peace. You want to say bye, Charlie? Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
That was nice. 